Hey there, welcome back to the show. This is the first episode that I am recording after finally actually publishing the show. I know, I'm excited as you are. Uh, just in case you aren't aware, the show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Juxy. YouTube and Juxy are both video versions, so if you want a nice little a nice little animation that I make, as well as any visual aspects of the show that I might uh, need feel the need to put in, such as visual examples, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, it'll be on YouTube or Juxy. And Juxy is a relatively new one. It's relatively obscure. So it's J-U-X-X-I dot com. And that's just Enter the Nether Realm. So, yeah. So here we are. I hope you enjoyed the first three episodes or two and a half. But yeah, the first two history-based episodes. Now that we've got some of the background out of the way and honestly, what really inspired me to do the show, that like what I decided, like, you know, what? I want to do this kind of a show. I do a Mortal Kombat podcast was actually the idea of the broad history of Mortal Kombat. So I'm happy I finally got that done. That was a pain in the butt. And even looking back, I'm like, I missed some things. So I might go back in sometime in the future, do like a redo of that one. Because something that occurred to me is like, oh yeah, I kind of stopped like really covering the story after uh, Mortal Kombat 4. And I started recovering it in Armageddon. So like the really, a lot of the more obscure, interesting stuff, I didn't cover as well as I could have. So I think one day I'm going to do a broad history of the story specifically, where I'm just going to go through the story of each game. So, if you're interested in that, let me know. Please send an email to enterthenetherrealm at gmail.com. Uh, let me know if you are interested, or just leave a comment, you know. Let me know if you are interested in me doing a broad history of just the story. I, I would do it from Mortal Kombat 1. I'd probably do it after MK12 inevitably comes out. So it would be from Mortal Kombat 1 to Mortal Kombat 12. And I would include uh, Special Forces and Mythologies in that. And speaking of Mortal Kombat 12's inevitable announcement, as of today, Street Fighter VI just had their big date and gameplay reveal last night. Which we all know what that means. The ball is now in NRS's court. Just the question is, how long will they let it sit there? And how long will it take for us to hear something about Mortal Kombat 12? I'm guessing that it's not going to be very long. Especially since we're already, like, behind on the announcement. Like, according to their schedule since, uh, frickin' Mortal Kombat vs. DCU, they should have made an announcement about six months ago, and but there was nothing. And plus, we're, here's the thing. No matter what, we're gonna hear something this year. Probably Mortal Kombat 12. Because if you didn't know, this October is the 30th anniversary of of the release of Mortal Kombat 1 on arcades. So if, they're t if they don't do something this year, they're budging up. They're doing something really wrong. So I figured now is a good time to talk about, well, Mortal Kombat 12. And this episode is going to be all about my predictions, hopes, and fears. So, without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> And once again, that track is from Meister Tracks on YouTube. That is the Mortal Kombat 2 Select Screen or Character Select Remix. If you just look up Meister Tracks, I think there's like eight videos on his channel. M-E-I-S-T-E-R Tracks. T-R-A-C-K-S. Uh, on YouTube, he has like seven videos, so just the one that's Mortal Kombat 2. So that, yeah, that's what the song is. Just want to give credit again. And now we're going to do something that we haven't done yet. 
We're going to do the first ever Combat Alert. Yes, indeed. I opened up the show talking about Street Fighter, so it's only appropriate that just yesterday uh, there was an announcement from Ed Boon, or not really an announcement, more like a tweet, but hey, uh, talking about how he tried to get the Mortal Kombat cross Street Fighter made. And the, what I'm referencing right here is from comicbook.com. It was a tweet from Ed Boon the day of the Street Fighter VI gameplay reveal. He said, oh, the stories I can tell you about how he tried to make this happen. Praying emoji. Perhaps another day, MKVSF. Now, a lot of people have said, nah, Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter wouldn't really work. Because, as we saw with MK versus DCU, there's no way that Capcom would allow the kind of hyper-violence, murder, mutilation that Mortal Kombat is accustomed to. And plus, there's a bunch of differences between the two, like how it's like, okay, Street Fighter's back to block, Mortal Kombat's button to block. How would you do that? Would it just be Street Fighter characters are back to block and Mortal Kombat characters are button to block? That wouldn't really work. That's weird. You couldn't, You, I mean, you could, but then, it, again, it would be really weird and awkward. And then it would mess with the balancing and so on and so forth. And in terms of actual, like, how to play, they're very similar, but also very different. Like, Street Fighter has a lot more varied gameplay styles, we'll call it. Like, it's, it's no secret. Everyone in Mortal Kombat has the same toolbox, right? Everyone in Mortal Kombat has a projectile, has the same kind of combo strings, has... They're, they're, they're all very similar, but then they all have their different spins on the take, right? Whereas Street Fighter is a lot more... Like, for example, half of the Street Fighter characters don't have projectiles. So in a very strip uh, projectile-heavy game like Street Fighter or Injustice, if we're just talking about NetherRealm Studios, what they're used to, like what would Dudley or Hugo do against somebody like, you know, uh, Raiden or Kung Lao? They would do. They they get they would get fucking destroyed. That's what they would do. But the, so there have been a lot of people who've said in terms of style, in terms of gameplay, in terms of all kinds of stuff, Street Fighter cross Mortal Kombat wouldn't really work. And I personally disagree. Because I feel like they've shown with Injustice and their incorporation of Mortal Kombat characters into that, that it can be done. Now you might be like, well, what about fatalities and stuff? There's two options. I would say either A, just don't have them. It's it's fine, right? Like, no, nobody really complained that in Injustice, the Mortal Kombat guest characters didn't kill anybody. Was it kind of lame? Eh, a little bit. But it wasn't that big of a deal. I think you could still get away with having a certain level of hyperviolence where the Mortal Kombat characters' fatalities are basically just their supers. You know? Like, it, like in like M- MKX... There were so many uh, x-rays that were just a fucking fatality. Except the person didn't die. You know? So just instead of having an actual fatality, just have the thing that would realistically kill them, and then they stand back up. Like did in MKX. Like remember, in MKX, the Predator's x-ray move, his pre- the, pre- the Predator's x-ray move 
was him decapitating you. And then you get back up. Remember, the, the last hit of it was he takes the little spinny, like the little circle plate disc blade thing, and he throws it. It goes in your throat, out the back of your neck, plants in the ground, and then you stand up and your head still attached to your shoulders, right? If, they're willing, if they can have that level of violence with that level of unrealism, where it's, you know, how is he not dead? Just shut up. How is he not bloody and dismembered? Shut up. They even have that little bit in Street Fighter. Like, there's characters who it's like, yeah, you threw a grenade at him, and the grenade exploded literally against his chest. How is he standing up? And the answer is shut up. So I think it would be a little bit of a disappointment, but I feel like people would get over it, right? Because there's no fatalities and injustice, and that did really well. There were no fatalities, or there were really bad fatalities in NK versus DCU. And while it's not looked back upon very well, it sold fucking great at the time, right? I feel like, especially just for the novelty, if nothing else, Street Fighter Cross Mortal Kombat could work and I think should be tried. But obviously, it would be a losing battle in the sense that it would be all Street Fighter and no Mortal Kombat. Because, like, even if you try to neuter them and try to go, it's like, well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, sure, they got impaled and had their throat slit and had their eyes gouged out, but there was no blood and they are still fine. I don't know. Again, if nothing else for the novelty, I would love to see it. I would still love to see it to this day. And who knows? Oh, all right, I remember I said A, or in, I've got a second idea. B is, again, this would be a weird one, but it might, it would be kind of like a weird middle ground. Where my idea was, you know how the classic thing with, with Mortal Kombat fatalities is that the screen behind you goes black, and then you do the thing where you rip out their intestines or you cut their head off or whatever, right? Well, here's my idea. You know how in anime or old samurai movies or whatever, when the guy you know lunges at the opponent and slash, and the blood shoots everywhere? You don't see the blood, or you... You know, but the screen turns white, and then you have the two characters are just solid black, like silhouettes. And the guy lunges forward and boom, slashes his sword through the guy. And then suddenly, sprays a black blood, and then the guy's torso just goes boop. Have it be something like that. Where at the very end of the match, it's like, da da da, finish him. And then you put it in your thing, and then just goes. You know, white background, black silhouettes, and then just a really quick, like, scorpion just fucking throws his harpoon through the guy's head and then whoosh, rips it off. And then the silhouette of Ryu or whoever just falls to the ground and it's fatality. And then you can even do it with, uh, you know, Street Fighter characters if you wanted, right? Like, have Ryu do, like, the super, you know, Hetsupakatuka Haiduken. And just, like, boom, it's like a fucking Kamehameha. And then it it goes away, and then there's just the like the shins and the head, and the head falls down to the ground. It's like fatality. Or fuck, and then some of the actually intimidating Street Fighter characters you could do some cool stuff with, like freaking uh, Akuma goes for a freaking raging demon, and goes boom, 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 boom. and then like he just stands there, and instead of just laying on the ground, his opponent like their fucking head falls off, and then their arms fall off, and then their torso splits in half. That'd be cool. And while it would still, it would still possibly be considered like too far, 
you still wouldn't see any gore, you still wouldn't see any blood, that would still get a T rating. Because it's you're getting more the implication of the horrible shit than actually seeing the horrible shit. So those are just a couple ideas, right? And, speaking of ideas... Time for the main topic of today, which is Mortal Kombat 12, Predictions, Hopes, and Fears. Now, despite the title of the episode, I'm not going to go in that exact order. Where I'm going to start out with my hopes, and then go to my fears, and then I'm going to end with my predictions. So, hopes is actually the shortest list, right? And these are things that are not particularly what I think will happen, but it's stuff that I think would be really neat if it did, you know? So, if you listen to the first two episodes, you know... You already know what my first hope's going to be. Conquest mode. I would absolutely love if they brought back conquest mode. Even if it was alongside the normal campaign. The normal cinematic campaign that they started in MK vs. DCU that has been their bread and butter. And everyone's happy with it and everyone likes it. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. But just conquest mode was so much fun. In in Deception and also in Armageddon. But I like the Deception one more, right? If it was like, I don't know, say, you got the regular cinematic story mode, and then there there was also conquest mode, or, and bear with me on this one, you combine conquest mode and the crypt, right? So it's something along the lines of, you're playing conquest mode, you're going around doing side missions and all that. But you're using the currency you get, or the items you get, or the whatever, or the abilities you get from doing conquest mode, doing little side missions, talking to people. You use that to progress in the crypt, unlock boxes, so on and so forth. I and then you could even play like a little story, or it could even be like one of those things, kind of like the freaking conquest mode in Deception, where technically conquest mode is the prequel to the actual quote proper cinematic story mode of the game. Where you play as fucking Shujenko or whatever, right? Or maybe even like a creative character or something. I don't know. Where your thing is you're supposed to run around and watch as the sto- the cinematic story gets set up or help put pieces in place for the cinematic story to start. And also, while you're at it, you're going to the crypt or going to di- various different crypts and unlocking shit, Right? No matter what it was, I just like the idea of being able to run around as a character. Again, possibly create a character. That'd be kind of cool. But like, Or if it was just Shujinko or fucking Johnny Cage or whatever. And you just run around, get to talk to other characters, get to do little puzzles, stuff like that. Do little side missions. That'd be fun. I think that would be fun, and that would be really freaking cool. Again, do I think they're going to bring Conquest Mode back? Probably not. Do I hope they will? Absolutely. And speaking of Conquest Mode, there's another thing. There's another staple of those 3D-era games that has been missing since Mortal, since they came into the new age, starting at Mortal Kombat DCU. And that is mini-games! In the 3D-era Mortal Kombat, they had puzzle combat, chess combat, motor combat. Even I would consider, like, test your luck from Mortal Kombat 9, which is... I know I said it was missing since MK vs. DCU, but you get what I'm saying. I would love the return of one of these minigames, or all of them, or even, like, a new one. Like, if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick chess combat, though, because I love chess combat, because it's, like, it's chess, but then you fight. It's fun. It's a good time. 
And again, like I said, I would even put Test Your Luck from MK9 into that, uh, the quote, minigame category as well. It was, such, it was a ton of fun. It was, just took all the competitiveness out of the game, which you might think, isn't that a bad thing? Well, not really, because like, it, it's basically, it, it turns it into freaking Mario Party, you know? It's like, if you want to play with your little brother or your girlfriend, or you want to have a couple drinks with your friends and bust out Mortal Kombat, yeah, sure, you could actually like try to run matches and do like a little bracket, or you could just fuck around with Test Your Luck. It's like, fuck it. Nine modifiers. Let's see what kind of horse shit we have to deal with. And it's a good time. And again, if, if you want to get somebody into it very casually, you know, your girlfriend, little brother, friend, it's like, hey, here's the game, but we're not going to take it too seriously. We're just going to screw around, have some fun. You know, now, now we're all going, we're going to explode and there's going to be rockets everywhere and the, the you're going to fall asleep and it's going to be fun time. It's going to be a good time. Test Your Luck was great. So... Yeah, that, that's a one hope I would absolutely love for MK12. Let's bring back minigames. Or at least a minigame, right? Or maybe, you know, fuck it. I'll even accept this. I, I wouldn't even accept this. You don't bring back the minigame in the game? But it's like, to coincide with the release of Mortal Kombat 12 or as part of the marketing or whatever, they release it on, like, mobile or whatever, right? Like, chess combat or puzzle combat would be perfect mobile games. And especially with the new uh, era of Mortal Kombat characters, it would make it even more fun. Like you get Cassie Cage in there, get Takeda in there, get a uh, freaking Garrison there. <laughs> Use them to promote the new game. Even you can even like if you have any new Mortal Kombat 12 characters, fucking put them in there before the game comes out. Get people excited about them, you know, stuff like that. I would also accept that. But yeah, I really miss the mini games of the freaking 3D era, right? So that would be. Again, I would, I would love, I would really hope that they would bring some of those back. So my next hope is I want them to go back to simpler variations. I did not loathe or hate the customizable variations from MK11, but I did not like them very much. I would greatly prefer if they were to go back to either MKX, where it's just Here's your character. Pick one of the three. Or, fuck, even go back to MK9 where it's just you got the one. Right? Or double fuck it. Mortal Kombat Armageddon where you have the A and the B that you can switch between. Right? Maybe not that one. That one was also not great. But I would really prefer if they went back. Even if they wanted to say, like, okay, now everyone has five variations or some shit. Right? I would like them to go back to the MKX style because I feel like you don't. The building your own variation thing it was neat. It was a cool idea. Maybe I could just improve it. I don't know. But I think they could just do without it. It's not necessary. I think I don't think people would throw a fucking fit and not buy the game if they took out the fully customizable variations. Or fuck, they could even do something like, oh, that's an idea. Okay, so you have the three or the two or however many variations by default. But through the crypt or the story mode or the arcade modes or whatever, you could unlock new variations. Not just moves, but like the whole variation. That's an idea. But just, yeah, I just I just never particularly liked the fully customizable variation system. And especially with like competitive stuff, that just threw a whole fucking wrench in the whole thing. Because like some of them were totally not like balanced or tested at all. Which I get because it's like, okay, we're going to design these characters... 
and then we're gonna throw a bunch of fucking screws and bolts in into the engine block and just see what sticks and it just like i don't i think it would be fine and i personally would greatly prefer it because that like, it still greatly varies up the game it's like it's still a huge difference i just and plus i think that one of the problems with the customizable variations in mk11 was they, like everyone had like 47 different moves but everyone used the same two or three so having the extra 19 was just fucking it's like it was just a fucking jack off it was not necessary like, i don't think anybody would be upset about it if they got rid of it and i'm not saying they shouldn't have done it i'm glad they did it it was a decent idea i think that was an idea that i had playing mk uh, x back in the old days so i was like oh man what if you could make your own variation but I think that we could do without it. So, yeah. That's my personal opinion. If you, if you strongly disagree, I respect yours. And as you can tell, with this one, all of my hopes are about the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. Because I would love for them to add in some more of the 3D era characters. The Mortal Kombat 3D era had some real fucking stinkers of new characters. But there were also some gems. They've already ba- brought back a select few. Kenshi, Frost, Boraicho, Shinnok. I consider Quan Chi like an in-between of the two in 3D era because he was in he was in the TV show, which came out, uh, the uh, Defenders of the Realm, which came out, I'm pretty sure... No, it came out uh, after Mortal Kombat 1, the movie, and after Mortal Kombat 3, because it had Nightwolf and Striker in it, right? And he was in that, and he was in Mythology, so he was in a bunch of the stuff before they went 3D and in 4, right? Or not a bunch of stuff, two things, but you know what I'm saying. So, that, But even then, still, he's pretty good. And, and you know, Frost and Shinnok, they gave just huge fucking facelifts. Uh, and I would love to see that for more 3D-era characters, right? Like, Havoc. He, he doesn't even need a facelift. He's, he was just great. He's one of the most, un, like, the, one of the biggest unsung gems of the 3D era. And the only real respect he's gotten was in the comics. And I, it just, there were so many rumors. I remember it's like, I remember it was like, leading up to MK11, it was basically confirmed Havoc is in the game. And I was like, wow, awesome. And then, as you can probably guess, and no, he wasn't, which was disappointing as shit. But yeah, and yeah, Kenshi, Frost, Bullrite Shinnok, those they're all great, kind of. But they're not the only ones worth returning. Havoc is a fantastic. Lee May, as I said before, and I think my personal history, had a really bad rap. She was great. Or no, she wasn't great. She wasn't any worse than anyone else. But for some reason, she's like held up as one of the shittiest characters of the 3D era, along with like freaking <laughs> Mocap and uh freaking Sue Howe. I don't I don't get it. She was just kind of like female Liu Kang, which I guess people are like, oh, it's just female Liu Kang. That's lazy. It's like, she wasn't a, she wasn't terrible. She was way better than, like, if we're going to talk about the new characters that, that uh, debuted in Deception, it goes Kenshi, Frost, Lee Mei, and, or not Deception, Deadly Alliance, rather. And it goes Kenshi, Frost, Lee Mei, and then everyone else below her. Like, even I'm like, haha, Bo Raicho. But no, she's better than Bo Raicho. She's better than uh, freaking was Meat, technically, in Deadly Alliance. She's better than Movado. Like, she's better than freaking Super Lizardy Reptile, which is lame as shit. Which I guess isn't a different character, but still, you know what I'm saying. I would love for Lee May to come back with a facelift. And then Serena is one of the biggest, most elusive, like, 
characters from the series. And actually, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know why people like Serena so much. It's just she kind of came out of nowhere, right? She was in Mythologies, and then she was in the a GBA port of Deadly Alliance, and then that was it. And then she showed up in Armageddon. And I guess it's probably just like the split hair thing, and the fact it's like, ooh, lady, where's where she got all of her fame from, but she's cool. She's a demoness. She's got her little hook thing. She's got, she's got a good look. She's got a good fighting style. She uh, guest starred in MKX. She's not bad. I would love to see her come back in a proper Mortal Kombat game. She looks great. If I had to pick three, like, unreturned 3D era characters, like, a 3D era character that has not been playable in a game since Armageddon, I would pick Havoc, Serena, and Natara. Now, I know Natara seems kind of like a left-field pick, but hear me out here. Having a Mortal Kombat in... Uh, having a Mortal Kombat... Having a vampire in Mortal Kombat is a perfect fit. She's not an inherently terrible character. She was just implemented poorly. The worst thing being her big dumb wings. Like I think the worst part about Natara was probably the fact that she had the... Well, A, she had the Kabuki thing going on, which people were kind of torn about. And now she had their big stupid dumb wings that were like the entire size of her torso. I feel like if they could, they could totally bring her back, give her a uh, freaking Fujin uh, Frost kind of facelift, just give her a whole new look, like but still keep, obviously, the look and the idea. And I think she would do well, because, again, who doesn't love a good vampire lady? After Lady Demetrescu, I think everyone knows that we would that people like vampire ladies. Take away her big dumb wings, give her a personality, and I think everyone would be happy. Honestly, my idea, I actually had an idea for how you could bring back Natara with her wings. And I think it would actually be kind of cool, which is make them tattoos. Like, give her an outfit where the back is open. If you look, look at her, it's like, oh, little bat wing tattoos. That's cool, right? But then when she needs to fly or whatever, they go, and they actually like come out of her skin. It's like, oh, are those actually tattoos or are those actually wings or are they magic or whatever the fuck, right? And that way... She can still look normal, and she won't just have the big freaking covering up half the screen with her big stupid wings. But then she could still use them in her gameplay and her movement and her cinematics and stuff. But at the same time, if she, you know, if you're doing a fatality on her, the little wings aren't sticking out like freaking boards nailed to her back. And again, she would look kind of normal, right? So yeah, if her wings were like actually like tattoos on her back, and when she went to use them, they went whoosh. It just kind of came out, and then when she was done with them, they went. Whoosh. And got sucked back in and look and like kind of went back to being flush with her skin. I think that'd be a cool way to do it. And then you could keep her wings. She would still be a vampire. You don't need a vamp- you don't need wings to be a vampire, but still. And plus, I don't want there to be some kind of half-assed like Motaro explanation for like, well, where did her wings go? It's like, oh yeah, uh, Shang Tsung got really mad at her and he put a curse on her entire race to get rid of all her all their wings or some stupid shit. Just pretend that that's always how it was, you know. So those are my hopes for Mortal Kombat 12. And now for the other side of the coin, my biggest fears for Mortal Kombat 12s. 12s? Mortal Kombat 12s. The things that I'm afraid might happen, could happen, or could be repeated. Number one at the top of the list is the towers. The towers of time, the towers of challenge, whatever you want to call them, right? Such a good idea. Such a good concept. 
but they were implemented so poorly. I'm not even talking about the stuff at the very beginning, like at launch, where it was like, some of that shit was fucking impossible, and you were given like freaking pennies on the dollar in order to uh, you know be able to go back and or bleh, you're given pennies for beating shit that would take you like fucking an hour and a half. You know you, you freaking you need a hundred you two hundred fifty hearts to open a chest, so you beat this entire tower and you get five hearts, right? I'm not even talking about that shit. I'm just talking about like even after they fixed them. Even after they increased the rewards, even after so on and so forth, even after they fixed, applied all the fixes they reasonably could, right? There was still a lot of problems. And like I said in one of them, I think it was broad history, it the really hard towers weren't actually hard. They were just annoying. Because most of the time, the hard towers were just shit where either you were being bombarded with, with missiles... Or the only way to beat it was to bombard your opponent with missiles, right? It's like, okay, your opponent's going to have super armor, and you can't grab them, and they're going to have three different assists, and the floor is electrified, and they do ten times damage, right? Are you going to fight that? No, because you can't. So what you gotta do is you gotta play Runaway, and you gotta have the freaking three, the poison missile, the blood sucking missile, and the stun missile. And you guys gotta run away and just missile, 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 and maybe get a hit on them if they're stunned, right? But then half the time they'll have like super fast recovery or something. So it's like even if you get that, like there are some of those towers that were just like again, it's not hard because I'm not gonna try and fight this guy. I'm just going to stand back and throw missiles at them. Because if I try and fight them, I'm going to lose. It's not, oh yeah, through adversity and strength and practice, you're going to kick this guy's... No. I will lose if I try to fight this guy who has 10 times damage, 10 times health, armor, electric floors, and uh, health-stealing power-ups. Or, uh, like, assists. I'm not going to fight him. I, I'm exaggerating with some of those numbers, but you get the idea. If you played a lot of the Mortal Kombat 12 Challenge Towers, you or 11 Challenge Towers, you get what, you know exactly what I'm saying. So I'm afraid that they're not going to learn that lesson. I'm afraid that they're going to look at that and go like, well, the, the, the only reason people complained was because the rewards were so bad and the balancing was bad. So if we just copy-paste how the towers are now just with the new characters, maybe throw in a couple of new modifiers, that'll be great. No, it won't be. They, they need to be changed so that the modifiers are more... I guess what I would do is I would make the modifiers more rare, and I would have less of them. Which you may say, well, make, make, that would make it less interesting. Well, I mean, you, you would have a couple... You'd still have the occasional one where it was like fucking complete horseshit, right? But significantly less. You'd have, you'd have to have more of the ones where it's just, you know fucking fight Baraka nine times in a row and then you have to fight two Barakas at the end, right? Or something like that, right? You gotta have more of those because that's more enjoyable. Because it's less fucking stupid. Because it's something you can actually do, right? Like, some of my favorite challenge towers in MK11 were the ones that... It wasn't so much that they had a bunch of modifiers or where they were super crazy, it's that they were themed, you know? Or it's like, okay, you're gonna... You know, it was like the MK1 tower where you're playing a uh, Lo Kang and you had to go through, you had to fight everybody from MK1. 
But then there was like, for the people who weren't around or whatever, there would be assists or whatever, right? Or the one where it's like you have to fight Aaron Black uh, 10 times, but each different Aaron Black has one unique modifier. Stuff like that. You don't have to go over the top with with the modifiers and make it super, super crazy. Because again, otherwise... But otherwise, it just becomes complete bullshit that you're not going to do because you can't. Maybe I'm a little bitch. Maybe the super armor with unteckable throws and dozen rockets and an assist in electric floors. Maybe that was perfectly fine. Maybe I'm just a pussy. So, moving on. The next thing is something I think everyone can agree with because of just, it was like one of the biggest problems with MK11 at its launch, which is the multiple different currencies. There were, are, whatever, seven different kinds of money currency in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, time crystals, which were like the premium currency, Coins, hearts, soul fragments, skip fight tokens, easy fatality tokens, and gear level up tokens. Way too much shit. And I will say this. Part of the problem was like, oh, it's uh, stealing our money, charging us so much money, so on and so forth, right? To their credit, kind of, you couldn't buy most of this stuff. The only things you could buy were the rotating costumes that were in the store and you could only use time crystals, right? But that's not really much better. It almost makes it worse. Because, like, no, we don't want you to spend extra money. We just want you to spend 250 hours grinding out soul fragments. Eh. Ugh. Yeah. I would say they can easily half that. Like, okay, easy fatality tokens, that's kind of a... You have to have that nowadays, right? Because it's for the casuals who don't want to have to learn. They just want to hit buttons and then do the cool thing, right? That's fine. I would say you could probably completely get rid of skip fight tokens and gear level up tokens, right? Because gear level up, you don't need to level up your gear, man. Like the, the un, and that's another thing. The augments, just just get rid of them. You don't need them. They they didn't help. They weren't cr- they weren't crazy useful. It was all like super minimal, mediocre stuff. You couldn't even use them in verses. It was just for the challenge towers. And at that point, like any of those things, why wouldn't you just use like the consumables that you use in the freaking you get like from the Freaking bucket load from the crypt, right? I guess it's like, oh, you stack it up, blah, 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 right? And I would say just get rid of the augments. Get rid of skip fight tokens, and by getting rid of the like the augments and stuff, I'd say also get rid of the gear uh, things, right? Time crystals, there's going to be the premium currency. I get it. I'd say have coins, hearts, and time crystals. And easy fatality tokens. Take away soul fragments, skip fight tokens, and gear level up tokens. Because the premium, I'm not going to... Or you're maybe even just say screw the time crystals or time crystal equivalent and just have coins. And then just have the the real life stuff be super expensive. But then they, they don't want you to be able to buy your way through the crypt. Ah, whatever. So fine. Have the premium currency. Then have coins and hearts in the skip fights. Right? Or not skip fights. The easy vitalities. Because coins, obviously, that's just the normal thing that you get from doing whatever. Hearts. I, I, I get the gimmick of... Like, this is the thing you get for doing fatalities and brutalities specifically, right? That's fine. Because that encourages people to do the thing that the game's built around and also learn the brutalities because you get more from a brutality than you get from a fatality. That I get. But, yeah, they could easily cut down by at least half the freaking amount of currencies and don't add more. I swear to God, if MK12 comes around, it's like, okay, here's the 11 currencies that you need to use to get through the crypt and all that. 
I'm going to be a little bit fucking annoyed. But at the same time, it's not a deal breaker. It's just annoying. And again, something that a lot of people pointed out with MK11, right? I think MMK, MKX, I'm pretty sure it was just, it was either you buy the thing with real money or you don't, and then there was coins, right? I don't think in MKX there was the multiple different currencies. Yeah, in MKX, it was only the coins. You didn't have the seven different currencies. And you had easy fatality tokens. I think maybe skip fight tokens. I don't remember that, though. But definitely you had easy fatalities. So, my next possible fear is probably the least likely, but it's still a concern. Which is that in the Mortal Kombat 12 story, that nothing will have changed. And here's what I mean by that. MK12 is basically guaranteed to be a reboot. If it's not, that would be a huge stretch. Like, I don't even know what they would do unless, again, unless they went with the Shang Tsung killed Liu Kang ending of Aftermath, which, that would be kind of fucking baller, but I really doubt it. It has to be a reboot. Because in the ending, he went back to the beginning of the frickin', to the great Kung Lao, right? So it has to be a reboot. But the worst possible option, I think, is if they just went back to the MK1 tournament and had everything be the exact same, except Liu Kang is either a new character or it's just Kung Lao, right? Again, this is probably the least likely one, but it's still a concern, because they might be looking at it as like, okay, well, people didn't really like that in Mortal Kombat, the movie, the 2021 one, people did not like that there were, it wasn't about the tournament. And we did get some backlash over the MK11 one. Even though it sold really well, it did really well. At the e- but at the end of the Mortal Kombat 11 life cycle, it was a fucking aces, right? And everyone was happy. But at launch, people weren't happy about it. And the, and the story didn't wasn't the problem. But it just, still. And people were kind of annoyed about the movie. They might be like, okay, Mortal Kombat 12 or Mortal Kombat Rebirth or whatever they call it. They might be like, let's just play it safe and do the thing that everyone knows and loves. And I honestly think with everything that we've seen, with the fact that we already got a reboot, we've kind of gotten two reboots if you really think about it, it would be really disappointing if they said, fuck it, let's just play it safe. First tournament, but instead, Liu Kang is Kung Lao, and that's about it, right? Uh, That would be super, again, this is probably the least likely one, but that would be super disappointing. Because there's so much potential. Like, I'm not even opposed to them the idea of, okay, go back to the Mortal Kombat 1 tournament, but as long as they, like, do something special or cool with it, then, you know. It just, I, I would hate for it to literally just be a shot-for-shot retelling of the Mortal Kombat 1. Honestly, they're probably, because Mortal Kombat 1 tournament is such a concise short story, they'd probably do, like, the, they'd probably do the MK9 thing where it's 1 through 3. I would hate it was just a retelling of that, but Liu Kang's not there. Which I guess, in a way, that would make it very interesting because the whole thing was Liu Kang. But still, you don't you don't gotta reha- just you don't gotta just rehash the first game, even if it is the most fondly remembered. And like, there's nobody who has any genuine problems with the first three games, other than they're old, right? So it would be a very very safe bet. But they, there's such potential for new stuff, like may- maybe 3D era characters or brand new characters or background characters. Maybe they're in the tournament now. Maybe blah blah blah, right? I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I really fear the idea of them just rehashing the first tournament in a, in a bid to just play it as safe as possible. Which, as we know with nowadays, a lot of these bigger companies love to play it as safe as humanly possible, and that is boring. Alright, my last fear is 
kind of what I was saying with the last thing, a boring roster. I would hate for them to start this whole reboot, going from the beginning of the universe, and have it just be, again, playing it safe, and going with the default dozen, as well as maybe one or two new ones, and a couple of handpicks from two and three, right? Because as much as I love the MK9 roster, there's so much more to Mortal Kombat than just the, the, the roster from the first two games, you know? When I say default dozen, I mean Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonya, Raiden, Jax, Kano, Kung Lao, Katana, and Molina. Those, those are the ones who have been in every game since Armageddon. Every game except for MK vs. DC, but that was a weird case. Now you might be thinking, she wasn't even MK11 until DLC that she was still in the game, right? Like, again, pretty much I love the MK9 roster. I would love to see, like, freaking Smoke and Sindel and all those ones. Uh, Ermac, I would, or Reptile, I would love to see them come back, but I don't want it to just be the MK9 roster with, like, one or two new people, right? Because, again, that's boring. And especially because they've been on a roll with new characters lately. Like, obviously, again, 3D air characters, most of them are pretty bad. But ever since MK... I would even say MK9, uh, all their new characters have been freaking either bangers or pretty good. Like Scarlet, like the old Scarlet was great, and the new Scarlet's great, right? And then Cyber Sub-Zero, people are torn on him. I liked him. I liked Cyber Sub-Zero. I don't know, like, like playing him, but he was cool. And then MKX, Ferator's pretty cool. Kotal was awesome, despite them just pissing all over his face. Cassie Cage, Jackie, Takeda, Kung Jin was even... Even Kung Jin wasn't terrible. He was just kind of meh. All the new characters from MKX were either good or fantastic. All the new characters from MK11 were either good or fantastic. There have not been a, There's not been a bad new character since Dead, De- Deception. Because Deadly Alliance didn't, or Armageddon didn't really introduce anybody new except for Blaze, and he was just older. He just looked new. Ah, okay, never mind, never mind. Because Tegan, Tegan, Taven and Dagon were fucking lame. So, okay, fine. There hasn't been a bad new character since MK9. Or since before MK9. Whatever. Phrasing's weird. So I would love for them to introduce a handful of new characters. Or even, you know, some remixes. But we'll get into that in just a minute with our next segment. Predictions. This is me... Pointing to the stands and calling my shot. These are the things that I straight up think will happen in Mortal Kombat 12. And when MK12 eventually does come out, we will revisit this. We'll see what I said. And we'll see if I was right or if I was totally off the mark. And I can pretty much guarantee I will be right on at least one of these counts. Right? Alright. So, my first straight-up prediction is the story will be a retelling of the Mortal Kombat 1 tournament, but, quote, something is off. Now, I, I, I know I just said I'm worried about them just rehashing the Mortal Kombat 1 tournament story and not doing anything different. I would hate that. However, what I'm predicting right now is that they're going to redo the Mortal Kombat 1 story, but make it interesting. They're going to put a spin on it. Up to and including a couple of these little ideas. So, like, for one thing, since Shang Tsung turned into sand at the end of his fight with Liu Kang, maybe he's no longer the master of ceremonies at the tournament. Maybe now it's Quan Chi or Human Raiden. 
Maybe, like, they get halfway through the tournament, and then suddenly, out of the sky, comes Fujin, demanding the tournament be stopped because of XYZ, and then chaos breaks out. Or maybe it's like, maybe now, Earthrealm are the ones who have won nine of the last ten tournaments in a row. Or nine of the tournaments in a row. And they are now threatening to take over Overworld, or take over Overworld, take over Outworld, and topple the Shao Kahn dictatorship. But now he is, like, desperate, and he's now employed the Black Dragon with a controversial addition to sabotage their own side, right? That would be a nice little twist on it. Well, like, like the implication of the idea that, well, what if we Earth Earthrealm was so scared of Outworld taking over Earthrealm and, you know, freaking house-style takeover? What would happen if Earthrealm took over Outworld? That would be an interesting idea right off the bat. And obviously it would probably, get, the story would end, or it would happen where we win the 10th tournament, and then... Well, what happens now? Do we just execute Shao Kahn? Is there a civil war? Probably. He's not going to give it up easily. And that's a whole interesting idea that's still playing off the Mortal Kombat 1 formula. Or another option, the year is modern day. The Mortal Kombat tournament doesn't exist and never has. And because of this, Earthrealm just keeps getting invaded over and over again by Outworld, by Denia, by whoever the hell, right? So, after, like, so many attempts to try and fight it off or try and play God, eventually Fire Liu Kang comes down. And is like, alright, so maybe the Elder Gods were on something with the Mortal Kombat tournament thing, because this is just a bunch of bullshit. And he comes down and he talks to Shujinko. He's like, yo, I'm gonna start this thing, I'm gonna set this thing up so that Earthrealm can defend itself from all these invading forces. It's like a fighting martial arts death tournament, and I need you to collect a team to compete. And the story is just Shujinko running around, recruiting Earth's mightiest heroes to fight in the tournament, and, you know, maybe the third act is just a recreation of the, more, of the events of Mortal Kombat 1, but the whole, with a whole new set of circumstances and fresh faces. Uh, th- those are some fun ideas, where you can redo the story of Mortal Kombat 1, but put a fucking spin on it. Make it different. Make it unique. Make it interesting. Don't just tell their first story again. And I, and I just want to uh, specify that those things I the, those suggestions I just made... Those are not specifically the prediction. The specific prediction, the actual prediction itself, is just the story of MK12 will be a retelling of Mortal Kombat 1. And that, that's the specific, that is the prediction, but those things were just some ideas that I had of how they could do it, how they can make it more interesting, etc., etc. And if you like those ideas, hey, thank you, or you're welcome, whatever. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just hyping myself up with this because, like, I cannot... Because, again, with, with Street Fighter VI's announcement... You know we're going to hear something from NRS relatively soon. Is it going to be Mortal Kombat 12? Hopefully. And Justice 3? That'd be good, too. Freaking Shaolin Monks remake? Badass. But I, but we're going to hear something from them soon. I can't wait to know what it is. So, my next prediction is that someone, or multiple someones, will be drastically different. Again, betting that this is going to be a reboot, going from way back in the old days... I'm betting, predicting, that one or more characters are going to be very different from their old selves, while still maintaining their general personality, appearance, and gameplay style, of course. It's not going to be, like, completely different. It's not like Sonya Blade's now part of the Cyber Initiative or something like that. Or that might be cool, actually. But, like I said with the previous prediction, some ideas I had. Easiest one would be Raiden. Since the end of MK11, he just totally relinquished his powers and became a normal mortal. What would Raiden be like if he was just a fucking martial artist? If he was just Punch Kick Man with a, with a bow staff? Or maybe it's even like, you know, Human Raiden's now part of the Special Forces, and that now, instead of having elemental powers, he has technological lightning. That'd be cool. Again, 
pretty different, but you still would keep the essence of Raiden. Another possible one that I thought up, and if you looked at the thumbnail on the video version, you probably got an idea, which is Sonya Blade. My idea for a new and improved, maybe not even improved, but a new spin, take, whatever the hell, on Sonya Blade is instead of the backstory being that Kano killed Sonya's partner and she is now hunting Kano, in this universe, Sonya turned on Jax and shacked up with the Black Dragon and now she's fucking Kano. So, cause not, now imagine that uh, freaking thing. Because now it's instead of it's Jax and Sonya hunting Kano, it's now Sonya and Kano hunting Jax. Or, you know, Jax hunting Sonya. And, and instead of uh, Sonya being the dejected one who her partner was ripped away, maybe even that's how Jax lost his arms. Sonya betrayed him so hard that his arms blew off. And now he's hunting her in revenge and also trying to kill Kano because, of course, Kano's a dick. And also, if you were to go that direction where Sonya is the one that breaks bad and joins up with Kano. I don't know why I specified like that, implying that there was somebody else that broke bad and joined with Kano. I guess Cabal, but whatever. If you went with that, again, we're fucking with timelines here already. Maybe they're different ages. Maybe, again, if this is a modern day, you know, Cassie Cage. But instead of her being Cassie Cage, she's now Cassie Blade. The daughter of Sonya and Kano. And now instead of being the Hollywood, the preppy Hollywood blonde blowing bubbles, she's now a grungy, tattooed gangster. And being the daughter of Sonya and Kano, she would still have all of her tech because the special forces and the uh, Black Dragon, she'd still fight plenty dirty because both Sonya and Kano are play fighting dirty. So in terms of her, like her gameplay style, she'd be the exact same pretty much, I imagine. And now, just instead of having special forces tech, she'd have black dragon tech. And then you could have you could have fun with like you know dyed hair, tattooed Cassie Cage. That'd be fun. And then you could bring back Cassie Cage, and a new and then you know new timeline. And you could even have like for you know so uh, Johnny gets roped into fighting his daughter that he doesn't know was his daughter in a different dimension. You could have some fun with that as well. Here's the biggest idea that I had, which would be. For Scorpion. Which is... You still have Scorpion, but it's not Hanzo Hisashi. It's Harumi, his wife. Change the backstory a tiny bit to where Harumi is fighting off the Lin Kuei uh, uh, assault on their village and clan, while Hanzo goes to rescue their child, or, you know, maybe whatever, right? And Hanzo and Satoshi, which is their kid are the ones that are killed first. And that leads to Hatomi, you know, seeing their corpses. And she's the one who is infected with the spirit of vengeance and becomes Scorpion. And cause then, cause there's already like the, the fan character that is, I believe hellfire, which is basically just lady Scorpion. And, and that would immediately give Scorpion a new flavor. But at the same time, the, the base of Scorpion would be there, you know, the the deep demon voice, the burning mask, the wanting to kill Sub-Zero and Hanelin Quay, the the katanas, the freaking kunai with chains, all that would still be there. It would just be Harumi instead of Hanzo. And obviously I assume, or not obviously, but I would, if I, again, if this was my idea, uh, specific, if I was implementing this idea, I would have it be so that you have the Hanzo Hasashi costume 
as something you get like in the third chapter of the story mode. Kind of like remember how in Justice you would get like if you got the staff, you would go for, or the whatever's the little sticks. You you could turn Robin into Nightwing, or about how Raiden uh, in in Justice Two. Uh, you could get the Black Lightning costume, which would basically turn them... It's like, you know, now instead of Raiden, it's Black Lightning. And it's pretty much the exact same guy, except for a couple of uh, things. It would just be, you know, you have Lady Scorpion, you have Man Scorpion. So you, you still have regular Scorpion that everyone knows and loves. But then you'd also have that new, totally plausible and reasonable take on the character. So again, just to clarify, these specific examples are not part of the prediction, just ideas of what they could do. What they could do with the idea of having established characters be drastically different. My next prediction, and honestly, of all the predictions, I feel like this one's probably the most solid. The cyborg is coming back. Even even if it's not the official Linkway Cyber Initiative, because say like in this new timeline, Sub Zero, that never happened. Sector and Cyrax are coming back, it, like because they haven't been on the roster since MK9. They were kind of on in MKX with Triborg, but they were completely missing from the well, not completely missing. They were uh, cutscene characters in MK11, so they've just been freaking cockteasing us since nine, and that they will be back. I can pretty much guarantee it. Smoke, Cyber Sub, eh, I'm not so sure. But good old ketchup and mustard, I can, that this is the prediction I am the most confident on, is they will be back. Now, they might still try to pull some Triborg shit where it's like, technically, like on this character select scene, screen, Sector and Cyrax are on the same slot, kind of thing, you know? They might still try to do that, but I think that, I think that, like if you go back through from their debuts in three or two, three from their debuts in three, all the way up until nine. I think there's enough differences in, uh, sector and Cyrax to be able to, uh, do the whole, uh, the variation system for them individually. Cause like sector is more like, he's more like fast. He's the flamethrowers and rockets where, Cyrax, he has the tossing bombs and the nets and all that. Like, they have very distinct styles, despite being very similar, you know? All right. And my final prediction for this game, for Mortal Kombat 12, this one is probably the most out there. And that is, the crypt will be even more involved and feature a creative character. The first half... Yeah, that seems totally reasonable. I can. I think everyone kind of assumed that the day that Mortal Kombat 11 came out, that okay, the next game's gonna have an even bigger crypt. But with the creative character, because that's what honestly what I thought when I saw the crypt the first time. I was like, that's a very generic looking, bland kind of ninja with just a bunch of shit all over him. Is that a creative character? And obviously it wasn't. It was just Ninja Man. But yeah, a, if I got my way in Mortal Kombat 11 or Mortal Kombat 12. The crypt would be turned into a deception-like little story mode where, like, kind of like when I mentioned the hope section, and you would get the fun slash special items slash abilities that you needed to go into the crypt or to unlock stuff in the crypt and to get to different places by doing the story, completing tasks for NBC, NPCs, etc., etc. However, that is a little too ambitious for a straight-up prediction, so I'm going to reel them in a bit. I think that the crypt will be more involved 
instead of a gen- of a generic uh, general ni- kind of a ninja guy, it will be a created character. The more involved is obviously very broad. That could mean more puzzles, more secrets, maybe different realms and sections that you could go uh, loot instead of just the one graveyard slash island. You know, maybe it's like you know you're going you, like you're going into the the crypt and then at each different like you you start in the middle then you work your way out and there's a portal to different places and all the different uh freaking uh realms and that you know, each different realm has different kinds of shit in their uh in their crypt and that could be fun that would also be a good way to explore the different realms and it would, it would be it would be fun it would vary it up a lot and i think that'd be a good time and the, the KIK would probably be relatively basic, you know, male or female, one of four skin tones. Maybe it would be a different species, like, you know, be a Tarkatan or be a Saurian or a Salarian or whatever. But and, and I'm sure there would be plenty of cinematic or screenshot-worthy moments so people would be able to share their little creations. Or again, even if it was like, again, you know, if you were to be able to make your own little character and then run around, maybe you can get into, like, little mini-fights or whatever. I, 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 if, if they were to do this, I would not think you'd be able to, like, use it in competitive or anything like that. I imagine if you did do it, it would just be locked in there. There'd probably be some sort of, like, a, like a social thing. Or maybe it's, like, a, I, I'm just talking on my ass here, but, say, uh, in the crypt, there are different tests, you know, like, test your might, test your sight, test your balance, et cetera, et cetera. Where you're different creative characters, you like get into like a little mini game against someone else, and you like so you guys can see each other's creative characters, and then just like whoever wins wins and gets a prize, and whoever loses loses. But again, and also they could just do the thing where it's like, oh man, look at this moment of you like your character holding up Shao Kahn's hammer or whatever, right? And then you just screenshot it and show it on Twitter or whatever, right? But again, this is probably the biggest long shot of all my predictions. And if I nail this one, I will be. Very surprised, but pleasantly so. And again, to reiterate, uh, again, all the details are just ideas. The actual prediction itself is the crypt will be even more involved than it was in MK11, and it will feature a creative character instead of just the generic ninja guy. So, there we go. That is my predictions, hopes, and fears for Mortal Kombat 12. Obviously, there's a lot more to say about the idea of Mortal Kombat 12, but I, I'm not going to be here all damn day, you know? And plus, some of them are just, like, generic. I was like, oh, man, I hope it plays better. I hope it... Right? But, yeah, th- those are my big predictions, hopes, and fears. So, how about you? What do you think? Are you... Do you agree with any of these things? Did you also have the thought? I was like, I thought the exact same thing. Tell me. Let me know. Either leave a comment down below or send me an email to enterthenetherrealm at gmail.com. What do you want to see in MK11? What do you think you'll see in MK11? Let me know. Let me know. If you agree with me, especially let me know, because I like to feel smart. So, once again, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Enter the Nether Realm. Uh, please, please feel free to join the uh, official Enter the Nether Realm Discord for updates, memes, whatever the hell. Uh, follow on Instagram. Follow on Juxi, uh, J-U-X-S-I dot com. You can find, it's a little up-and-coming like YouTube video hosting kind of platform. You can find the animated versions there that'll also have, occasionally it'll have like little uh, visual aids that go along with what I'm talking about. And if not, you can just stare at the fun little animations that I like to make. And uh, yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Juxi. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review. Uh, Yeah. 
So thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, I will talk to you next time. Purified Match Production.